Welcome to Membership Maker, the podcast about how to build a sustainable membership business. I'm your host, Ward Sandler, the co-founder of Memberspace. This podcast is brought to you by Memberspace, which turns any part of your existing website into members only with just a few clicks. It's available for WordPress, Squarespace, Wix, Duda, Webflow, Weebly, Notion, HubSpot, and custom HTML websites. Learn more at memberspace.com. Welcome everybody. Today I'm talking with Najva Soul. Najva has over 12 years of experience in community building, brand storytelling, and digital strategy. She's currently a mentor for Built by Girls and head of product and marketing at Earnest Capital, where she runs Founder Summit, an invite-only remote community of founders building calm, profitable, sustainable companies. Najva, thank you for joining us on the podcast. We're thrilled to have you here to talk all things community. Thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure and uh, I'm excited to dig into it today. Awesome. You have plenty of experience building both digital and physical communities and community programs. Can you describe what it was like to build the iterative community program for Founder Summit? And what advice would you give our audience about how to launch their own program? So a really great example of building a program for a community, which isn't the same as building the entire infrastructure for a community, but building a program for a community is sort of like a, it's kind of the same as building a product for a community in terms of process. You realize that there's like some other thing you'd like to offer. Think of it as a feature. And you're like, okay, why do I have this Often when you're working closely with any group of people and you have, you like, you sense a need before you can articulate exactly what it is. And so I will talk a little bit more at some other time, a totally different story about how I ended up at Founder Summit. But when I ended up there, I was in the process of talking to a lot of people because I was new and I started to get the sense that there was something that we could offer that didn't exist within our community. And that for that for us happened to be this desire to have these like small groups that work together but also have mentors and not just like oh these cool entrepreneurial mentors but very specifically mentors who had built profit first or profitable companies from the get-go founders who had raised a lot of money just had a slightly different trajectory and weren't as useful when it came to the nitty gritty of, of decisions that people had to make. So sort of being around people who are building in the same way was particularly helpful in small groups. That was something that was deeply missed uh, that was incredibly impactful. And I was like, well, how the heck am I supposed to do that? So once I got that like inkling of, ooh, there's a desire here, then I dug into it a bit more. And essentially we made like a really small bet. And so this is how we do something iterative. First we go, okay, I have an inkling. It's not worth building something entirely out. I think there's someone that says like, don't write a line of code till you know what you're doing or why you're doing it. And so for us, it was like, I didn't want to build an entire formal program as someone who was only working on this community part-time, right? I didn't have all the time in the world to waste. We made a, a like a six week beta where I literally put some groups together, got some volunteers. It was like super janky on Slack and Zoom and just like manual, like the most manual of manual processes. And then at the end of that, I was like, well, how many people fell off? What went well? What did people like? What didn't people like? And that feedback told me we were onto something. And so then the, the second iteration was like, okay, let's do something slightly bigger. Let's automate a few processes. Let's build some structures. Let's actually have a landing page. Let's describe what it does. And 
my goal for that second iteration, we actually named it instead of just, we're going to do a test together. I was like, we're going to call it the mastermind sprint. Is it a magical, completely innovative name? No. Is it where I want it to be eventually? No. But so the second iteration was what we called the mastermind sprint. And that one I had like essentially six full days of work spread over multiple weeks to build out the infrastructure for it. And I had a goal going in, like I would consider this a success on and sort of both on impact and output, right? So, or a desire and output, right? So like, or actually desire and impact. I had a goal for both desire and impact going into it. And so the first one was like, is this desired? And so as soon as we sort of launched it, we got double the amount of people signing up that we'd originally anticipated at best case. So desires there. Did people stick around? Then we had like the sort of exit <laughs> exit survey and the impact. People said that it literally moved the needle on some of their project. They credited it. Not everybody loved it. Not everyone's ever going to love a program that you launch for your community. But if it's deeply valuable to enough percentage of people, and I think you have to decide what that is. Like, if would is it worth making a program that only three people find valuable? <laughs> but for us, like a large percentage of the people found deep value in it. There was some, you know, suggestions for how we can improve, and so we'll continue to iterate. And actually, we're spitting out some some programs that are separate because we realized there was actually an entire need that we were not accounting for well. Like there was a pattern in the people that were unhappy and we thought we could build something for them. So now there's a new iteration. So it's like, you know, feedback begets feedback. And so that's, that's sort of how a community program works. And this has worked in, in multiple communities that I've worked in. Like this isn't just a digital thing. Like you can always have like a meetup. And then if that meetup goes really well, then you can have a weekend. And then if that works out, you have a conference, right? Like there's always like that process is just start small, move quickly, and then slowly optimize and improve the the offering. And I guess my biggest advice around that would just be always be talking to your community. Like always carve out. I, I talk to probably one or two community members every week, just checking in, seeing how they're doing and always push to get people to give you feedback on the programs. Don't just make something really <laughs> complex because you think people want it. Just like any other pro- product. And even though it's not like software, it doesn't mean it shouldn't have the same mental approach. Yeah. I think everything you said made a lot of sense. It resonates with me for sure. And I agree there's a lot of parallels with building software products. The one thing I'd say is for a lot of people, they might hear what you're saying of, you know, start small, MVP, kind of raw, rough around the edges, far from perfect. Cool. That makes sense, uh, you know, intellectually. But then when it comes to actually doing that and actually launching it, you might get cold feet and be like, eh, I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed or this isn't my best work. I don't want to, I don't want to go yet. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go back, polish up some more, maybe in two more weeks. And then you kind of repeat that procrastination, if you will. So how have you personally kind of gone over that hurdle? Oh, that is a hurdle I face all the time. I'm constantly being checked by that, by my like friends and coworkers and just people all over. The biggest way that I've known to do that is rather than um, feeling, and I think like we see this with a lot of companies and, and then a lot of like builders and communities. If you feel like you're with someone, it's very different than you're doing something for someone. So if you feel like we are in this together, I am building this with you, we're like, we're, 
we're on this journey and adventure to finding this great community, perfect community for us, whatever that might mean, uh, or this perfect program together. Like, let's, you know, it's much more inviting. You're so much more likely to be, if people feel involved in the process, they're so much more likely to give you feedback rather than drop you if something's not as polished. You build the trust by letting them know that you are working on something, inviting them in, letting them know, okay, so, hey guys, my plan is to do a better one, but this one, I just wanted to like see, uh, I'm like here with you, tell me what's working, tell me what's, invite people in. They're so much more forgiving. If you just drop something and you're like, I made this, people will judge it to the fullest of their ability. <laughs> like it may be found very lacking. So that, I, I find that people are surprisingly, ultimately, if they truly believe you're building with them, we are building this community together. Most people are willing to even tell you, hey, I didn't like that. Here's how it could be improved. And then still give you a chance the second time around. The, the biggest fear when you launch these kinds of things is that you'll disappoint someone and then, then you won't get a chance to redeem yourself. Like they'll walk away, they'll quit, they will stop coming back. And because we have really short attention spans. And so if you can make it something that even if they don't like it, they'll come back to you. And that's about trust and relationship building and messaging then it's less scary. And if you need inspiration, just like follow like people who are building in public. They're really good at saying like, oh, I dropped a book. Oh crap, it doesn't work on Kindle. Don't worry, I'll fix it in two days. I'm going to keep you updated. I, you know, all those people who paid hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars are not mad at you because they know that you're there with you. Whereas if you just like bought a book by an anonymous person and it didn't work on your Kindle, you'd be upset and you'd be like, I want a refund. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us. We really appreciate it, Najva. Would you like to share any resources or recommendations for folks that are trying to learn more about Founder Summit? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can just go to our site. It's in the process of being updated. So foundersummit.co. Feel free to check out our Mastermind Sprint. We're aiming to run those a few times a year. So there's a nice tab that'll give you the full rundown, but they're sort of mentor-led peer groups for bootstrappers or sort of column companies. And you can also follow us on Twitter, Founder Summit. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. There's a direct link in the show notes. We really appreciate it. Learn more at memberspace.com. 